Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Preferred Walk-Ons Podcast. This is Michael McGraw. I'm here with Michael Shutt, back in person after a restorative week off. And we're excited to announce that we have another Game Watch experience that we're going to be doing in association with the Sabre at Devil's Backbone. Yeah, and went really well last time. We had a blast with everybody who showed up. Had a really good turnout. We're hoping to see more of you uh, this coming Saturday. So a couple of things real quick, just kind of thinking about what's going to be available for you at Devil's Backbone. Why should you come out? Well, from an hour leading up to the game all the way through an hour after the game, all beers at Devil's Backbone's at the backyard location, uh, 1000 West Main Street in Charlottesville. All beers are just 450 That's a pretty good deal. That is a good deal. I mean... A beer for less than five dollars. They also have a pretty good selection too. It's not just like one type of beer. Yeah. So I think I think right now uh, the tap list is kind of my favorite that it's been since I've mm. been well since we've opened this past summer. Lots of really good choices. Lots of new beers for you. If you wear UVA gear, your food is ten percent off for that same time period from an hour leading up to the game to an hour after the game. And then if UVA wins, which of course we always hope they do. For the most part, on my end, all the time on your end. Mm-hmm. Uh, if UVA wins, Devil's Backbone merch is twenty five percent off. We got some cool stuff there, so twenty five percent off is a good deal as well. But I mean, the biggest attraction, obviously, is us. You get to come hang out with us, talk with Chris. Yeah, you can ask him questions. But yeah, we'll be there to provide our analysis. Now, last time, the main problem with the event, such that it was, everything ran really smoothly. Got to talk to a lot of people. It was great. But, of course, UVA lost to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. At Notre Dame was pretty jarring. Wasn't what we were expecting. But uh, I think we've level set and fixed our road problems now, hopefully. Uh, Clemson's maybe a little bit tougher than Notre Dame. But, you know, we've, we've gotten a couple road wins since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fine. I just would hesitate to say something like fixed our road well, problems. That seems like you're just not going to have any more. And- 2-0 and in the last two games. Sure. Yeah, recent success, for sure. I mean, I don't know. If you beat Georgia Tech and Louisville, who else is there to beat? That's it. Those are the two premier programs in the ACC. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Louisville won a national championship not that long ago. I don't know where their Mm. banner went. I was looking for their banner, and it came down. But (laughs) Rick Pitino, Denny Crum, all great coaches. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, I think UVA obviously right now is in a good spot. Uh, I I like what I'm seeing from them. I have been impressed by the way they've been playing as of late. Got to see them in person last week. I describe that as the best worst game I've ever seen in my life. Like it was great atmosphere against State, but neither team shot the ball well. It was kind of a mess. UVA had a lead and then blew it and nearly lost the game. But also, like, overtime thriller, Ryan Dunn dunks, awesome crowd. Yeah. It was a lot of yeah, fun absolutely. for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I went with my dad, big NC State fan, and we had a blast. Like, first half was pretty miserable, and then it was kind of cool to see it come back. I know that's not what you want to see, and I think if we are going to look at something that could be concerning if you're Virginia right now, it's that, you know, recently in some of these games, you have kind of let opponents crawl back into games, right? So, NC State, like, that game should have been over. 
and it's not like state really it's funny i was actually talking to some uva fans the other day at devil's backbone and they were kind of saying like well yeah then nc state got hot and came back i'm like they really didn't get hot it was just like sort of the the tale as old as time that uva's offense went real stagnant and then you know i mean dj burns did start to score a little bit more um but it wasn't really that like you the state started like burning down the nets with the super hot shooting i mean casey had a great game against you guys uh last week but then you kind of also like this past saturday you let louisville crawl back into it a little bit uh, are you concerned about that trend at all no okay. i mean not really i mean i guess i shouldn't say no completely like i'm concerned about offensive inefficiencies that pop up and i think there are certain lineups that that's just more likely to happen. This is a second consecutive game where Tony tried to sub Ryan Dunn and Reese Beekman out at the same time, both against NC State and against Louisville. And it wasn't a good recipe when you take two probable first-round players out at the same time. And UVA's depth just doesn't have enough scoring to like fully uh, make up for that. So I guess that's a little bit concerning, but the Louisville game doesn't concern me. The NC State game, I think, would have been a really, really bad loss given that they played the game exactly the way they wanted to play. They kept NC State low in the 40s, which is just, if you had told me that before the game, I would have signed up for that 100 times out of 100 and took DJ Burns out of the game in the first half. Obviously, he came right out of the gate in the second half. It was very clear what Keats's locker room message was, but... Yeah, I th- I think they managed to survive it, and maybe that's good for them. Well, you know, you could make that alternate case as well that like either coasting to victory or uh, being blown out by twenty points. You got to play a few close games if you're actually gonna try to make a tournament run. Yeah, I agree with you that we're not quite at sound the alarm type. I mean, you're winning, right? So you're obviously not there. I think it's a little concerning if it becomes more of a pattern right so you got Notre Dame coming up before this Clemson game Saturday a game that uh, while they've been a little bit better than expected like it's it's definitely a game that UVA should win if you see the same pattern where UVA gets up builds a lead and then kind of lets them get back into the game I think then you start to be a little bit concerned about what this looks like but look I mean overall big picture love the way that Ryan Dunn's playing the last few games Jordan Miner his impact has been major. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just looked up to see the expected eye contact. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's made a big difference. Dante has made a difference as well. Not quite the same extent that Miner has, but having somebody that is a physical presence who can score a little bit, can rebound a little bit. Like UVA's rebounding numbers starting the year were horrendous. Yeah. That was going to be one of the biggest challenges. And they actually dominated NC State on the boards, which was very surprising to any UVA fan watching the game. Like you just the, the out rebounding them by almost 20 rebounds is is not what I would have expected going into that game. Being able to play Burns for large portions of the game without having to double team and then leave shooters open, I think was also a big thing as well. So I, I'm I'm happy with those things. I'm happy just that the quality of play looks better, but I think it's also fair to say, you know, these four wins that they've had, all teams outside the tournament probably right now. Virginia Tech is probably the closest 
like right there on the bubble. Notre Dame's not going to be making the tournament as well. So there really are only a few chances for UVA to get those quad one wins that are important and really the biggest gap of their resume right now. And a lot of them won't come till later. So in the meantime, you just got to keep winning games. Game at Clemson is going to be really, really important. Like that's a top 30 team at Ken Palm, even though that they've been struggling. They almost won at Duke the other night. So really, really important to get wins like that because those are the ones that actually are resume builders. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think big stretch there, like you're saying, kind of coming up the back part of the schedule. I'll tell you, I also just, just real quick thinking about players, I was impressed against NC State with Tane Murray. Big game from him. Yeah, and then he he, he didn't contribute as much statistically against Louisville, but but played more than he had been. So, you know, I think some of this and, and with the minor stuff as well, like it seems like Tony's figuring out rotationally what this team needs to look like. And it's going to change over the course of the, of the rest of the season, I'm sure. But yeah, I think Clemson, big opportunity. You got Miami, Florida State, right? After, like this, it's it's a big stretch coming up here. You know, right now, I, I know like Joe Lenardi has UVA still out of the tournament. I think I probably would still have them out personally, but... You know, I was thinking about this. I think that this season, more than some in recent history, is really shaping up to be about when you can get hot. And that's obviously always true come tournament time. But in terms of positioning yourself for making the tournament and seeding, there really aren't... We've said this from the beginning of the year. It doesn't feel like there's very many, if any, dominant teams. I mean, right now in the ACC... Unfortunately, we have to give credit to Carolina, right? They're 9-0 and in the conference. As far as the conference goes, I think they are. They qualify as dominant at this point. Other than that, right after Carolina in the standings, there's this huge just cluster of really Duke through NC State, right? I mean, Duke 6-2 and in the conference. NC State and Virginia Tech, Miami, Syracuse are all 5-4. and four. It's just crazy. Like, every all – there's half the conference is within, like – a game and a half of each other in the standings. Obviously that's going to have to sort itself out and it will to some extent, but yeah, I mean, you just look at this and, and it's about who who's peaking right now. So like NC state started off their conference schedule looking really good. And now, you know, they've dropped a few in a row. They look bad. <laughs> just honestly, they look like lost in terms of their rotation you know, Syracuse is looking better. Wake Forest looked really good early and is not looking as good. Florida State, still up there. So, like, this They com- gave uh, UNC a run for their money. They were right the there. Weekend. And Clemson just gave Duke a run for their money, right? So, I mean, if, the, if those games go differently, like, let's say Clemson beats Duke. That's another, they're right there in that cluster with everybody else. If Florida State managed to beat Carolina right that's still only one one conference loss for Carolina but like it just makes everything look a little bit more cluttered right there in that middle pack of the ACC and I'm curious to see when the dust settles what side of that UVA ends up on they are they still they continue to be one of the more intriguing teams in this conference to me for me it's funny because two weeks ago we lose to Wake Forest. And there were literally people, I, I sent some of these to you, but there were literally people on Twitter that are like, you got to think Tony's going to retire. He just can't do this NIL thing. And it's just not working. Roster building is terrible. And now we've beaten four teams, none of which are tournament teams. But, you know, 
turned it around, figuring out what's going on, improvement, because you're going to get improvement over the course of a year. Now everyone's like, oh, UVA's back. They have to be in the tournament. It's like, okay, maybe there just are a lot of in-between situations. I still think Tony Bennett is a very good coach, and I will take him 100 times out of 100 over most other coaches out there. It doesn't mean that UVA is a lock to make the tournament. It doesn't mean that they're great. It doesn't mean that they might go on the road this weekend and struggle against a talented Clemson team that a lot of people think are a tournament caliber team. But like, you know, fans going to fan always, as we say. I am very interested just looking at that pack of teams. I still think, even though their stats haven't looked good this year, that Miami has the best roster of those teams that could come out of the pack and actually make a run. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see them make a run, get in the tournament as like a seven seed and just be that team you don't want to face as a seven seed in the tournament. That's just my perspective. I did want to ask you, uh, where are you with Keats? He is, uh, his record in quad one games for NC State, pretty bad. And he might play an aesthetically pleasing style of basketball and getting up the court and pressuring the ball and all that other stuff. But see, see not long for this world in Raleigh. <laughs> I was gonna say. Not in life. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hope he's fine, but... Yeah, I mean, look, I kind this worked in football, right? I, I got on like halfway through yeah, the season. Right. He's gone. I am like over fire door, and I'm done. And then we turned. We had a really good year, or, or you know, kind of turned it around from there at least. No, honestly, like not even trying to to make that magic happen. I think this is it for Kevin Keats. The patience is really wearing thin uh, among NC State fans, and I have to assume probably among the athletic administration as well um yeah you alluded to it we, we both we, we bookmarked this same stat in the past four years 31 quad one opportunities nc state is three and 28 it's not very good it's not good at all it's it's challenging because it's honestly hard for me as a fan who i consider myself pretty knowledgeable when it comes to basketball it's hard for me to pinpoint what it is, like what the problem is. It's very, it's a very popular take among a certain demographic of NC State fans, and I and I don't want to get too far into it, but it always feels a little charged that like Kevin Keats doesn't have a system that they mm-hmm. just play. I mean, literally, you'll hear some of our fans say they just play street ball. Um, That's not great. Yeah, and they obviously don't. Like anybody who knows basketball and watches sees that like they are running sets. Are they always effective? Not necessarily, but honestly, if I have to pinpoint one thing that I think is a major problem, it's that I think Kevin Keats undervalues shooting. So a lot of athletes who can score, like I'm not saying he undervalues scoring. He definitely doesn't do that. I mean, like legitimate three point shooting. Like I could go down the like NC state fan path and think back to past teams with guys like Scott Wood, right, on the team, who was one of the best pure three-point shooters this conference has seen in the last 20 years, or Dennis Horner, if we want to go further back. Like, like, if you look, there have been so many teams, Ralston Turner, where NC State teams had a guy who could just shoot threes. You look right now at, at, around the conference, but we could look at UVA, because most of our listeners, that's going to be the most familiar team. We don't have an Isaac McNeely. Now, not many teams do to that level, or even like a Tane Murray, right? Somebody that can at least come off the bench and be a legitimate three-point threat. And I think that becomes a problem. We can go back a little further to the Carolina loss just a couple of weeks ago. 
where State shot uh, 18 for 66 from the field, 27%. Shot 10%, 2 for 20 from 3. That's terrible. And it was bad against UVA, too, until late. I mean, right. Horn hit a couple of late shots that were, I mean, just like hero ball, need a basket shots to keep them in the game. But that was something that I just kept looking up the scoreboard and, like, trying not to think to myself, like, boy, they're really not hitting threes in this game. And, and that's but that's been the thing recently right so like we had the big win over wake forest in that game we didn't make a single three it was the first time in decades that, that we'd won a game without hitting a three and now you've lost three in a row where you've shot poorly in all of them and look dj horn he's frustrating to me because he is a good shooter he's a very good scorer and it felt to me in the uva game like he wasn't looking for scoring opportunities until late and that just can't be the case. And I don't know, maybe that is Keats, right? I mean, there's, there's debates all over NC State fan Twitter about is this pl- is it players, is it coaching, and it's probably a mix. Like, I think he is a really good recruiter. I mean, look, he's got a commit coming in, Paul McNeil, who just scored 71 points on a high school game in North Carolina. Like, he brings in dudes that can play. There is no doubt about that. I just think in terms of building a team – it's about who can fill certain roles, and I just think that that is a role that goes unfilled often. I think this team is a really good – honestly, it's a good defensive team. They turn people over a lot. I was impressed with their defensive performance against UVA. I'm impressed with their effort consistently. They play hard. They just can't put the ball in the basket enough, and that's a problem. And And the reality is at a certain point, no matter what you think it is, it's been seven years, and – this program hasn't like we talk about football Dave Doran like significantly raised the floor of the NC State football program Kevin Keats has not done that and that's in a program that is one of not a lot of programs in the country that have multiple national championships in basketball I know it was a long time ago but this program is capable of reaching the ceiling and he hasn't even raised the floor so yeah I think it's time to go I think I don't know who their replacement is but it's time to go try something else. Sydney Lowe, bring him back. Oh, boy. I mean, I again, I don't want to get it to X's and O's here. This was just my gut feel, and I don't watch as much NC State as you do, obviously. I watch a lot of UVA, and often a criticism of UVA basketball is that they are so system-oriented, mm-hmm. whether it's mover blocker or you know three-man motion or whatever it is that they're running, that they are so precise and can sometimes – give up opportunities to score to try to get the most efficient, effective shot late in a shot clock. NC State, to me, played a lot of four-round-one dribble drive, try to get people downhill, and it seemed more disorganized, which I think can help, particularly when you have a lot of new players in your team. This might represent one explanation of why UVA struggled at the beginning of the year. They have all these new players who are learning a system, and the system is very, very important in order to score. So it's going to take some time to learn that, but maybe then there's a growth. NC State came out early in the year because they have a more free-flowing system that allows players to play and is more – I mean, I think that's part of the reason they have better recruiting overall too is you convince kids like, hey, I'm just going to leverage your skills. Like, you're a scorer, go score. Or you're DJ Burns and you're a big guy, we're going to post you up and you can score a lot and pass and get a lot of assists and like – I think it's okay to suggest that maybe it's not the most complex system, but maybe that also puts a cap on how high you can get unless you get those just like Kentucky level recruits where they're all NBA players. Yeah. And I mean, like 
it, that's the hard part is you look in the like the recruiting is solid. I mean, he's got two four stars coming in next year. Uh, you, but you're going to lose probably a lot, like more this time. You're you're. We lost a lot last year, but now you're looking at like DJ Burns is gone, Casey Morsell's gone, DJ Horn's not going to be around another year. Like, you know, so there's a lot of issues. And and look, I think recently there there are some things, and I don't want to. I don't want to make excuses, but I also don't want to ignore the reality that like the whole team had the flu <laughs> over the last like couple of weeks. So I think that has definitely affected them. We saw in the I believe it was a Lake Forest game, DJ Burns on the sideline like vomiting, carrying a trash can around yeah, yeah, with him. Yeah. yeah, and then like it was pretty clear that some guys looked a little more fatigued than normal. I think in the last couple of games, but nah, I mean the body of the work, the body of work is the body of work, and. This is a team that isn't, you know, they're getting to the tournament with some regularity, but they're not going winning games. So unless he can turn that around and and look, there's just like UVA, there's opportunities ahead, right? I mean, like Miami, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Wake Forest, Clemson that are your next five. If he manages to go five and zero in those games, like now we're starting to look at this and think, hold on, because then you've got a, you got Syracuse and Boston College. I mean, two of his last three games are he's got North Carolina and Duke back to back. And one thing matters other than just winning tournament games to NC State fans, and that's beating those two teams. If he's able to do that at the end of the season, maybe he saves his job for better or worse. Right. But I got to think right now that seat is pretty hot. I did want to, before we move off of ACC basketball, just call out a couple of ridiculous stats from the UVA Louisville game at the Yum Center, which is like, I think UVA should just play all of their road games there. At the Yum Center? Yeah, the KFC Yum Center. Yeah. Either JPJ, where we have a 21-game winning streak, or the Yum Center, where mm. UVA almost always wins. Yeah. So two, two stats come to mind from this game. One, Virginia is the seventh opponent in a row for Louisville to score at least 40 points in the first half. And this is the first time that UVA had done that to Louisville since 1983. Mm. 13 halftime points for Louisville. That's the lowest since 1939. <laughs> All right. So that's where Louisville's at right now. Kenny Payne has nine total wins in the Yum Center. Tony Bennett, not a Louisville coach, has 10. I don't think Louisville's very Boy, good. Yeah. I know you like kind of cape for Kenny Payne sometimes just because you think he like has the potential to be a good coach, but I don't think this guy's surviving this, even though they gave him the like dreaded vote of confidence for next year. I think oh, I mean, I think he's definitely not surviving it. I don't think anybody would, though. That's my point. I don't know that Kenny Payne is great. I just think like this is a classic situation where you got to give a coach time. He got thrown into like the world's worst situation. Now he also didn't handle it very well, like media wise, saying like basically last year didn't count, and the first several games of this year didn't count, and it's really only the last few games, like the last sure. five or six, that you can actually really evaluate him. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna start saying that to people in my sure, job too. I love like, it. You can't. <laughs> hey, listen, first two years, just throw it don't, away. Don't, throw those record books out. I, I mean, but here's the thing, and, and I think objectively that team was looking better they don't look Not good in the first half the second half they came out and played but they've been doing that like they are better than they were last year i uh, yeah i guess i guess that's true probably i mean i just i'm just saying like this is a team that again like early in the season only lost to texas by one took indiana down to the wire they have been competitive in 
a good bit of these ACC games. They beat Miami. They were competitive against NC State. They were competitive against Carolina for a while. I don't know, man. I, like, I understand that they're not good. I too, if I was their fan, like would be like, yeah. This- they took the re- the football recruits out early. <laughs> they left the game early because they're like, yeah, we don't, we we're good. We yeah. don't see this anymore. And I get it. Like it's it's tough Let's times. Go find but the everybody knew. Everybody. <laughs> everybody knew that it would be tough going. And look, it's not surprising to me if they decide to get rid of him before they should. I mean, I think it is Louisville tradition to finish something early okay but settle (laughs) settle down but i i I don't know i to me i would give him another year or they can have kevin keats either way that's a sneaky one to watch out for because he was there mm, it's mm, okay calling your shot keats to louisville you know of non-teams that i teams that i don't hate because i don't hate louisville but I think the ACC maybe did inception in me as a Virginia fan, like some kind of rivalry, because I want Louisville to be bad. Yeah. Like, but they're not really a rival, and I don't hate them. Like, I don't hate them in any way, but I just kind of want them to be bad all the time. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel that way about a lot of other teams, but like, I don't like them a ton, so I, I'm, I'm cool with them being bad as well. Like, if Georgia Tech is good, it's like, okay, cool, good for Wake. Now that now the Pastner's gone, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, cool. sure. But like Louisville, I just kind of want like I give him a contract for life. Yeah, but Kenny Payne. Yeah. All right. So the other thing that came up this week is that the ACC football schedule was was released for 2024. So that got me excited because it's more fun to look at a schedule than it is a lot of times as UVA fan to actually look at the football <laughs> to games. Watch the game. <laughs> so uh, I was getting excited because I'm already missing football. It's like it's gone and michigan's the champion and like the portal stuff and i'm just ready for it to be back like take two weeks off and let's go yeah but anyway uh we did this last year where we tried to design the ultimate acc football road trip looking at the schedule and i thought we could do it again yeah man because there are some fun games that are out there and i once again was reminded of this fact that you may not know Teams like smu and stanford and cal are now in the acc (laughs) yeah definitely made this more interesting uh, there's some options that previously we didn't have and i kind of love it i was I, like this is weird cal and oregon state's listed here that what a weird error oh wait no that's that that's is, a conference game i was just talking with uh, a fellow that i met here during the for the nc state virginia football game there was a group of nc state fans that came in. i think i shouted him out after that but his name is yogi and he and his family his like brother and his sibling or his dad and his siblings they pick a ACC and NC State road game to go to every year, and they made their decision that they're going to go out to the Cal game. Wow! Yeah, uh, which is Are cool. They I mean, drive like, or fly? Probably fly. Well, I don't know. Like I, the whole like uh, Roger Sherman thing got me excited about this too because yeah. he just like quit work and drove all over the country to any game he wanted to, and yeah. now kudos to him. That's just, just smart. Let's just do That's that. What I want to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Cal would be a long way. That'd be a long yeah. drive. So anyway, let's go through this. Let's and do it. Knock it out. Week zero, only one choice that week, which is pretty cool that they're opening with ACC play in Dublin, yeah, Florida man. State and Georgia Tech, Saturday, August 24th. That would be fun. Why are Florida State and Georgia Tech playing in Dublin? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I think this, I mean, obviously it's your only choice that week if you're, if you're doing the whole slate. 
but uh, that'd be it'd be a blast, I think, to go to. I I think about this with the NFL games in Europe. I'm, I'm always like, it'd be fun to be an American fan there, and like you're one of the people who knows what's going on, and you're like into it, especially if you're actually a fan of one of these schools. But yeah, I mean, why not? This will be fun. There are a lot of like people in Ireland that are apparently big American college football fans that aren't even like American pro fans. So yeah. like they've done documentation of these games, and like a lot of people like Notre Dame for obvious reasons, but. They're t- they just like randomly go to bars and it's like, oh, this guy's a Tennessee fan. This guy's a Northwestern fan. He has no connection to those cities in the United States. Why? Yeah. So I don't know. That could Love be it. All right. Week one. Lots of games to choose from. My top choice is not Clemson, Georgia, mm-hmm. which seems like the obvious choice. I'm going to Miami, Florida. I want to see Gainesville and the Swamp and the rivalry. That, that game like doesn't always get played, but those schools hate each other. And that's a big recruiting game. And I just think it would be great. Get to sing Top Petty during uh, third quarter or whatever they do. You know. <laughs> I don't know when it happens. I think they do it before the game and then also in the third quarter. Mm. This was a tempting choice for me. I agree with you that the Clemson-Georgia matchup in Atlanta is like the chalky, obvious pick. And I thought about going off the board and really the only other choice on there that is appealing. Sorry, UC Davis at Cal. It's not, it's not you. It's uh-huh. not Houston Christian at SMU. Although interesting religious matchup there yeah miami versus miami at florida is super intriguing but but just so we don't end up in the same place because that'd be awkward uh yeah i'm I'm just gonna go with the easy i mean clemson versus Georgia. i mean that that's amazing that's gonna be a fun game i don't think that clemson stands much of a chance but i would love to see them get their asses kicked by georgia (laughs) and yeah i mean i just think that'd be a blast I tried to, I should just also say here, I tried to not go to the same places like every single time and try to see different teams. Yeah. So that's like part of my, part of me too doing this. Cause that's I fair. felt like Clemson, I could have seen like five times mm. because I think they're going to lose a lot this year. And that would be fun to watch them lose in different cities. Yeah. But anyway, week two, I think we're, I assume we're going to be in the same place in Charlotte for Tennessee, NC state. Mm. That's where I would be. It's my plan to literally be there. So I I think we should actually go. I'd, yeah, but, I'd go. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those that, like, these should should be two really good teams, uh, I think. I, I'm really pumped about NC State football. We'll talk more about that when we get closer to spring and, and spring game stuff. But I think it could be th- that game. I mean, there's some other decent ones on the slate that week. But I really, really am looking forward to that. The Dukes-Mayo Classic. It's a pretty important game for Virginia going to Wake Forest, too, mm-hmm. to open ACC play. Possible winnable game, but always tough to play at Wake. The one I also think is fun is just Cal and their fans going to Auburn. Yeah. Like, that's just real culture clash. Yeah. I, I like culture clash games, too, where the fans don't really. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. For sure. Which is Which is why, you know, the week before that, I was also kind of tempted by Virginia Tech at Vanderbilt. That feels like a big culture clash. Uh, the sneaky good game in week two, I think, is Pitt at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I, I like and they that. don't like each other either. Yeah. There was some real uh, dicey fan they played yeah. last year, and Cincinnati got the win on the road. I think that would be fun. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be in Charlotte. All right, week three, another game I actually would like consider going to in real life. Backyard brawl again. Pitt and West Virginia – Another annual rivalry that disappeared for a little bit and is back. I've always wanted to go and have not seen it. So that would be a fun matchup. 
Yeah, I think that week three has some really great rivalry games because you've also got Maryland at Virginia. And that yeah. is, I know for you especially, and for, for a significant chunk of UVA fans, that is like where all the hatred really is. Mm-hmm. You, so you have that as a classic rivalry. You, of course, have the backyard brawl with West Virginia and Pitt. You've got UConn and Duke. I mean, that, come Rematch on. Rematch of the 2000 two whatever national championship yeah, game absolutely Khalid Elamine might show up <laughs> but uh yeah I would be with you at Pittsburgh uh I think that is that's one of my favorite rivalries that I don't actually have a dog in the fight for it's just it's just a blast because they hate each other so much also Virginia Tech stop going to Old Dominion yeah. stop doing it yeah. I know it's like probably good for recruiting or whatever but like you got to stop. You it's do. not going to go well for you, probably. You know, even though there's like a lot of high expectations for the Hokies this year, I feel like this game is just – it's like don't schedule that. Don't schedule going to Boone. Like right. Those are just bad decisions all around. Week four, for me, I'm going to see the Iron Skillet game. Mm. TCU, SMU, that is a rivalry that I cannot even process is now part of the ACC to some extent. There's some good games this week, but that's the one I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, I look, I think we're going to end up spending a lot of time together this <laughs> season because that's, that's... Take two cars, though. That's definitely the one that I had kind of picked out. It's exciting to me that that's part of... I mean, I know TCU is not a conference game. TCU is not part of the ACC, but... Not it's, yet. It's exciting that it's part of our landscape. The other one that was that was tempting to me... Aside from NC State's game at Clemson, because I think going down there and beating them there would be a blast. But JMU at Carolina. Yeah. Just because I would like JMU in that game, and I think it'd be fun to go watch them beat Carolina in Chapel Hill. And you could easily outnumber the Carolina fans there. So, mm. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know how many JMU players are going to return now. That'll be the yeah. question with this new roster. All right, week five. Who you got? second guessing myself here i don't like this slate at all but i think that friday night game the virginia tech at miami game seems like fun i mean that just when i was in college right so like that was 2010 2014 but even a couple years before that like those virginia tech miami games were always so much fun those teams just don't like each other that's right and i just think it'd be a blast to go watch them not like each other yeah i consider going to that one but i picked North Carolina and Duke, the rivalry game for the victory bell. It seems weirdly early in the year. I know they have to move some rivalries around to accommodate everything with these new schedules, but I don't know. I, uh, I'm saving Miami for later, so let's go to Durham. That's fair. I didn't do as much big picture. Like, I don't want to go back there. I'm kind of going week to week what I like. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that as a choice. I like I thought about Stanford at Clemson too, but Stanford just hasn't been good recently. If they if they were better, then I think that could be good. Week six, Clemson at Florida State seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not an obvious guy, so I that's my my that's my trip. Get the boys together. Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go see Syracuse and UNLV. A game. That apparently is an ACC game that we'll all have to bear witness to. And then, you know what? Hang out at the sports book. Watch uh, a lot of other college f- football games. I th- that's like the favorite thing to do in Vegas is just sit there and watch football all day. Stay on Sunday. Watch f- sports there all Sunday as well. 
and I, you know, I guess technically go to the Syracuse game. I mean, maybe maybe just tailgate. Yeah, uh, th- this was. I really don't like this this week's slate either, and it's also like states playing Wake Forest early in the season. Like this, mm. this is. I don't love that. Um, I actually think that this would be uh, maybe see, get I, like a nine a.m. kick though. Yeah, like the sports book yeah. for Wake Forest, NC State. Oh yeah, just show up, get decked out, and get I, some bloody true. Marys. That could be really great. So yeah, maybe 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 I'll be in Vegas as well. But I what I do like is if if I changed my week five pick and didn't go see Virginia Tech at Miami, Virginia Tech at Stanford, I kind of like. Yeah. And and that's like more thinking personally. My wife's a hokey. We've got some friends out by Stanford. Like that'd be a, just a good trip for me. You know, Clemson at Florida State seems like the best game here. I've never been to a game in Tallahassee. So maybe to be different, I'll go with that one. Um, so I can make sure I get down to Tallahassee and see see the Knolls and all their all their glory. Halfway through week seven, I'm sticking around. I'm staying in town, baby. For the rivalry this is the game. one you're this, staying this, for. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, none of the other games really jumped out to me. It also has the fewest games of any of the weeks on here. Stanford at Notre Dame is a rivalry game, and you know, I guess seeing the Legends Trophy paraded around would be cool. I think that's a thing. But I'm sticking around. It's the middle of October. I'm getting pretty busy in October. You know, probably got some housework to do on Sunday. So, sure. You know can't pass up an opportunity to see the rival hated louisville cardinal come to town i've never been to notre dame so it's cool that's what i'm gonna do here i'm gonna go see stanford and notre dame and just stick with that whole like let's let's see some games at places i haven't been to i, I don't want to go see state play syracuse cal at pitt was a little sneaky but in this mm. context we've been to pitt for the backyard brawl and that obviously wouldn't wouldn't live up to that so yeah, I'm going to go see Stanford play Notre Dame. Yeah, that was definitely on my consideration, too. But, again, saving Notre Dame for later. So, takes us to week eight, and I'm going to Blacksburg for Thursday night because everyone says it's the best environment there is. That's yeah. the only thing that matters in college football is being in Blacksburg Thursday night and jumping around for a couple minutes. So, why not? Why not see Boston College come to town? I'll wear my Matt Ryan jersey and show up and just uh have a good time i love it do you have a matt ryan jersey i do not okay (laughs) we can still be friends so i I was a little bit i was a little bit worried about that um and kind of the state of really your sanity if you had a matt ryan jersey (laughs) although those boston college teams are fun guys like andre Mm -hmm. calendar Mm -hmm. kevin challenger remember him Mm -hmm. that's a calendar and challenger yeah those guys were great i think they were on the same team Passing up UVA at going to Clemson and uh, seeing the Tony Elliott reunion. The, the, revenge, go well. the revenge tour. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to Miami-Louisville. Sneaky good game. I, I think that could be a really good game. Um, could be important for the ACC championship run, too. That's right. Just just love that. Going to go drink some bourbon and uh, definitely pull for Louisville there. I know I said I'm not a huge Louisville fan, but I'm definitely not a Miami fan. So I think it'd be fun to go go drink some bourbon and, and uh, pull for the Cardinals. Week nine. This is when I'm going to Miami. Yeah. Florida State, Miami really don't like each other. And this is more than seeing the game. It'll probably be a pretty good game. Just people watch. People mm-hmm. watch. Florida people 
at their drunkenness. Being Florida people. Yeah, just like Miami fans, Florida State fans, just like an absolute mess of a time. No students there because no students go to the games, so I'm sure I could get great seats to it. That right there. Also, you know, it's getting late October, getting a little bit cool. Go to Miami. Yeah. This is the week I'm staying in Charlottesville. Uh, there's a theme here. I like to try to watch Carolina lose. So really, it's just a great opportunity for me to be, you know, a lot of times when I go to UVA games, I'm going to watch other teams that I support, like State. So this is a good chance for me to go be a home fan. I'm going to go be a UVA fan. You'll see me, you know, streaking the lawn. Probably not. But eating abodos. Eating abodos. <laughs> Doing Going all to those, the white spot. Doing all those great UVA traditions, like leaving at halftime. Okay. And, oh, Settle sorry. down. Is that Settle my, down. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll be there. Go who's that week. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where I will actually be right. that weekend. Right. Uh, week 10. This is uh, me traveling to Clemson finally. Yeah. Finally going to see Louisville play. There are some other good games on the schedule here, like North Carolina at Florida State. Stanford coming to NC State, I considered, but Louisville's probably going to be good. Clemson, this might be like Dabo gets fired watch at this point, mm. so we'll see. Could be an important game. I I like that one. It's on my short list, but uh, just because I hadn't done it yet, and and um, unless I join you for the TCU SMU game, I would not have gone to SMU. So I might head down to Dallas and see Pitt at SMU. Mm. Not a not a great game, I don't think. That's a culture clash. Yeah. But I also am looking at this and like I haven't seen Syracuse yet, so maybe I go follow up, them up to the dome. Go to the dome. Maybe I do that. Yeah, that's a tough one for me. I, I don't love week ten either. I'm starting to realize that the ACC football schedule is not <laughs> super exciting. <laughs> Well, I mean, the problem with the ACC football schedule is that you got to watch ACC teams. Yeah. There's no, like, Alabama's not showing up on this list right. multiple times. You right. Know? Only a few more. Week 11, this is the, like, game from my youth that seemed really awesome at the time. Florida State at Notre Dame. I am excited to see that game. Florida State may be undefeated at that point and trying to convince people that they're a legitimate national mm -hmm. championship team. Or realistically, with a 12-team playoff, both of these teams were probably fighting it out. You know, this could be like a play-in game. Yeah. So that's where I'll be. You know, in this hypothetical trip, I haven't been to Raleigh yet. And so even though I've seen NC State play Tennessee and Charlotte, I think the Duke-NC State game is where I'll be. Nothing else there, really. I mean, this could be a good game in Blacksburg. Clemson-Virginia Tech, that could be fun, depending on how the season's gone for those teams. But... I just think Duke at NC State. NC State's going to lean heavily this year on Jordan Waters, transfer running back from Duke. You've already got a lot of familiarity. They're right down the road from each other. I don't know if you've ever heard that on a broadcast, no, but haven't. they're pretty close. I like that one. I'll be there. You know, they should, like, triangulate between mm, those schools in the area and have some kind of, like, connection between yeah, them. That would be know. smart. Uh, week 12, this was, like, the hardest one for me. And I ended up just going to North Carolina to root for Wake Forest. Because I can easily root for Wake. That would be fine. I could easily do that against mm -hmm. North Carolina. And, you know, I could go to Merritt's and get a BLT. Like, that's probably worth a trip down there for me. Yeah. But stay with my in-laws. Other games, I don't know. Like, what what else are you going to see? Are you going to go see Boston College travel to Dallas? No, you're not going to no. do that. 
I'm gonna go Virginia watch. at Notre Dame. I'm gonna go watch Syracuse at Cal. Mm. Sure. I'm gonna hope there's something else going on in Berkeley that weekend. <laughs> and, uh, Some kind of protest or yeah, something that you can join. Something else that would be fun. But you know, I, otherwise, yeah, I think Wake at North Carolina probably the best bet there. That would just be that would be multiple. At that point, I'm looking at two, maybe even three weekends in Chapel Hill, and mm, I too many. I don't have enough of my shots updated to do that. <laughs> uh, week thirteen. I'm going to Cal to do the Stanford Cal game. I went with that a week early. Yeah. Because you got to go to the game. Right? That's what right. they call it? The, the game. game. The, the game. game. It's the game. How mm-hmm. could you go anywhere else that week? You could dress up as a band member and run out onto the field and be like super creative by doing that. <laughs> you know, no one's it's, ever thought about that. This week does provide you with like the fourth opportunity to see UConn. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Find you somebody who loves you like ACC teams love playing UConn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, SMU will be in town here in Charlottesville. Yeah. If your travel budget's getting a little thin by this point. That game could be, like, in the 50s. Yeah. Both teams just flinging the ball around. Love it. No defense. Love it. It'll be a fun game. Last week of the year, this is me making up for the fact that I ditched them in week one. Now I'm going to go see Georgia to watch Georgia Tech Georgia. Good old-fashioned hate. Even though there are some good games on the schedule, you know, I could see UVA going to Virginia Tech, could see South Carolina Clemson or Florida, Florida State or the Bluegrass, whatever challenge (laughs) Commonwealth Cup. I think it's the Commonwealth Cup. But you know what? I'm going to go see Georgia, Georgia Tech. This is be Georgia be probably like one of the two best teams in the country. And they're going to dominate Georgia Tech by 50 points. And uh, I've never been to a game there. Seems fun. I have a a bone to pick with ACC scheduling. Like why is Stanford Cal not this week along with all the other rivalries? Well, no, cause they got Cal's playing its rival SMU this weekend. Uh, so. and Stanford's playing its hated rival San Jose state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, big, big interstate battle there. So the Homer in me wants to go to the state Carolina game. I think like that's just always fun, but I'll stay relatively close to that. And I'll go down to South Carolina at Clemson. That you want to see a bunch of, I mean, that rivals going to see Florida people at the Miami Florida game. South Carolina Clemson brings out the best that the state of South Carolina has to offer, and let me just tell you how great that is. The best meaning the worst. The worst. Yeah. And that bar is already pretty low because it is South Carolina. Uh, sorry to anybody who lives in South Carolina, and and to, to clarify, I'm apologizing that you have to live in South Carolina. But yeah, Clemson, South Carolina. I mean, I always think about the big brawl from my childhood when they had like people were like arrested. Yeah, and that you, let's just do that again. I want to be there for that. Uh, I'll obviously, I I don't like either of these teams. I I couldn't go as a fan of either of them really. If I had to pick, I'd probably go as a South Carolina fan, and it's at Clemson, so I get to go fight some Clemson people. Yeah, let's do it. So those are our top road trip options. If you have suggestions of where you think we got it wrong you can write into the show at preferred walk-ons at yahoo.com or you can find us on social media at pwo pod or you can just come to devil's backbone on saturday and just say week seven you know you totally got that wrong and you gotta go see cal and pitt i don't know why anybody would say that that would be weird i would probably like mace you if you ran up at me and said that but you could we'll be a devil's backbone 
Can't wait to see you guys there. Well, games at two o'clock. We'll be there. I'll be, be there, there at one. Noon. Yeah, I think y'all are opening at noon. Yeah, we're open at noon. So if you want to get a head start on the game, you know, go for it. Beer specials start at one o'clock, though. Are we doing donuts again? Because I uh, not for people. No, for me. Oh. Are you going to bring me donuts? Not yeah, for people. Maybe. Maybe. I'll, I'll pay. I'll I'll pay for my donut okay. share. Okay. 